0: Hi,
1: hi. Did Ed get sent home? I kind of forgot. Did he? He got sent home last week, right?
0: I no. Ed was here. The, Ed was on the Wait, art date. He was. I'm sorry. What? He was on. No, he was. He was. Yeah. I have
1: I have him written down as saying one thing, one line of dialogue. I remember now. I remember now.
0: Yeah, and then he got the those weird like Talking Head interviews where he confirms. Well, we'll get to that. So that's actually in my notes. Ed's commentary is. Uh, one of my favorite parts about this episode actually. Well, I'm as glad brief you had as fa- it was.
1: I'm glad you had a favorite part amongst this uh, dumpster fire of of trauma bonding. <laughs> <laughs> this whole episode was literally just how can we unload all of our trauma onto Tasha at once? Um, oh, it was awesome. But orchest- I mean not obviously awesome, but orchest- awesome. Yeah, I was going to say obviously orchestrated by the producers because it's like everybody but easy had a traumatic thing and then easy got <laughs>
0: That's why they sent him home. They're like They're not giving us enough,
1: and, but it's because oh. he didn't
0: want to bring up the sexual assault allegations. Whoa. He's like, I can't, I can't give it to you.
1: <laughs> like honestly, it's pretty good that he got sent out the second that he uh, like could. You know, because of yeah, I, I was thinking about that. Like, let's now just be glad that it doesn't have to be a like a, the, the time they had to just write off that guy. They sent him off. God, what season was it? Oh, like
0: uh, Jean. Jean-Pierre.
1: Uh, yeah, that sounds right. I don't think Jean- it was Hannah so, B. It was a French name. It wasn't Hannah B season, but it was the one right before, I think. I. Who was between
0: Hannah B and uh, Rebecca?
1: Yeah, I think it was Becca season.
0: Because Colton was for Becca. Mm. I can't even remember, which is good. It means that yeah, they right? did their job and got him off early enough where oh, you didn't make an impression. God. But before we get started on this episode, we do have to talk about one thing. About.
1: Oh, oh yeah, wait. Let me let me let me pull this shit up on my phone. Hang on. Give me give me a fucking second. Oh my so god. So while
0: Shannon's doing that, I'll give some backstory. For any listeners who don't know, uh this is not Shannon nor I's day job. Um no. we are yeah. both f- <laughs> food and <laughs> We are food industry professionals. We are chefs and people who work in the hospitality trade. People who went to culinary
1: our, school.
0: Uh, we paid a lot of money for our yes. formal education and then also did the years of grunt work in mm-hmm. professional kitchens. Um, yes, lots of... Lots. Lots so we feel really passionate work. about food and about and, the food industry specifically, and cooking
1: and being a chef and being. Yes, and, and 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 I'm actually not even one of those people who's snobby about the word chef most of the time. Like I definitely. Oh, I am. I will call my. I mean, I'll call myself a chef because I graduated culinary school. You are and I am a, right? But yeah, I would never call. Um,
0: But it's like it's not graduating culinary school that made you a chef. It's the fact that you are a chef for like individual. You know what I mean? Like you you are creating the food.
1: Yeah, I guess I should say I'm not snobby within the industry because sometimes people are really bad about within the industry and they want to be all snobby about like, oh, well, you aren't the head of a restaurant kitchen. So you're technically not a chef de cuisine.
0: And I'm like, okay. I'm not that snobby, but yeah. like, I am that snob. I'm that fucking snob. You don't just call yourself, <laughs> you yeah, we work for this yeah, shit. Fucking well, I'm snow. just saying, like, if you join the military, if you enlist in the military, you don't come out of boot camp and like run up and call yourself a rank that is that you didn't earn. Yeah. You don't no, give yeah, yourself right. a rank.
1: 100%. And, 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 and I will say, you know, there's lots of people that break into the cooking world from out of cooking. You know, like I'm a, I'll be the first to say that I have both of Chrissy Teigen's cookbooks, and I think she's oh,
0: great. The best example is Rachel Ray.
1: Oh my God, fuck! I forget that that's how she, that she did. Rachel.
0: So for anyone who doesn't know, Rachel Ray was not a professional cook. She got discovered as a personality, and then branded upon her personality and her vibrance and her energy. And it just so happened that she had a knack for wow. You are hosting.
1: Yeah, you're really like taking me back here because I kind of forget. I like it's because because Rachel Ray has now become so synonymous with the cooking world. I forget that she is not someone like
0: like. Goodness, this is in girl. shade because she's obviously more successful than no. I am at this current no, moment in time. Yes, but like, she same. is making dog food right I have, now.
1: I have I have interviewed. So. <laughs> I was gonna say I have interviewed to. I've been on interviews trying to work at her magazines. I absolutely have always yeah rachel ray but yeah yeah i <laughs> know so what i was gonna say about the rachel rays so rachel ray yes does make dog dog and cat food now uh in like a fresh kind <laughs> of situation and i have given my cats her cat food and they tell me they not hate it like it <laughs> Literally, I shit you not. I literally, they, like, my cats, most pets, most fucking animals will literally eat anything. And even my cats, my cats are definitely a little snobby. But when I knew my cat Noodle wasn't eating it, I was like, oh, there's something wrong with it. Miso is the picky eater. But no, Noodle was not, not a fan. And it's really funny. So I had a lot of Rachel Ray cat food sitting around for a while until I kind of just, like, donated it to the, uh, to like, the stray cats in my uh. That's so funny, <laughs> but okay. I dig we digress. Um, so Rachel we, yeah, Ray. Back on topic. The reason we're talking about Rachel Ray is because there's a new person trying to fill in Rachel Ray's spot, and she just
0: happens to be from fucking Bachelor Nation. And I'm upset about it. I I we recognize upset, that I'm. Upset. But like, I recognize that I'm more upset than I should be. Like, I shouldn't care because like we know we watch the videos. So, okay, okay, I'm getting ahead of myself again. Okay,
1: yeah, I'm literally watching the one of her four affordable ways to decorate your table for fall, and she that's really is time. trying. Yeah, she's trying do to that. do that little home lifestyle situation, and I guess
0: so. So I think Rachel Ray's like a really fair, fair comparison, actually. Now that I'm thinking about it, because Rachel yeah. Ray, like. I remember she had her like 30 minute meals was her show and like she had a, like, I'm not going to go to, to Rachel Ray for like fine dining no, advice. No, no, never. Literally. I will like, there's no, there's
1: the only thing that I went to Rachel Ray for is um being able to say EVOO out loud and people understand what I'm saying.
0: Oh my god! But like, but, but, but there you go though. Like, Rachel Ray has found her niche, and like, she knows what she's good at. She's staying in her lane. Like, you don't see her putting in a bid for space at like fucking Hudson Yards for a restaurant. You know what I mean? Like, she's not gonna do that type of shit because she knows that that's not her her area within the industry. And I think that Hannah Ann is so so. Okay, here's my beef with Hannah Ann trying to cook, and this is where my frustration comes from: is that Hannah Ann from a technical standpoint, cannot cook.
1: It's so bad. It's so bad. It's like literally so bad watching her try to fumble around in cooking on her, like, no. Also, like, it's, it's really something. So, okay. Obviously, yes, we have, I have all of these, like, first, mm, oh my God, I have literally too so many thoughts that I don't know how to come, have to have them come out of my brain all at once.
0: Okay. Well, okay. Okay. So if I start off, yeah, by, I maybe be able to prompt you because like- Her cooking is bad. Well, it's like so to cook like there's intuitive cooking right like when i cook i hate when people ask me for recipes because when it yeah. comes to like pasta and shit i don't I really measure know. things i'm never gonna tell you tablespoons like, i cook until with what it's i feel enough. until it's enough stuff. exactly like- until it fucking tastes good you put a little seasoning you taste it does it need more you put more and then you just like cook intuitively and that's fine however there is very legitimate like physics and chemistry involved and like when you shannon I literally understand exactly what I'm saying when I say, like, what's the one thing we know that you have to do when you add a starch as a thickening <gasps> agent to anything? You have to bring it back up to a boil. You have to. You, you have to. to. You have to. It's not only not that but optional, to, it's like, science.
1: But, like, literally watching her. So, okay, everybody, we are referencing very specifically the most recent video that she posted on her reels is lemon chicken pasta. And she does, she does like so many atrocious things. But the one that we are talking about that I literally cannot – we cannot pass on is she dumps what she says is a tablespoon of flour into a pan and then immediately pours chicken broth onto that. And you can literally see her stirring it with a flat spoon – and it's you can clumpy. see the
0: flour clumping. Yeah, white
1: clumps. And when you cook a roux, when you make a sauce like this to thicken the sauce, you're supposed to cook that flour until it gets a little brown. You're supposed to mend it, meld it with your fat. That is literally what a roux is. It is fat and flour, and you fat and starch. Even and you are literally fucking it up. You are fucking up the base. Like like. That's the problem with this recipe. Like, I remember watching, this is one of those recipes that you start it and you see all of, like, on this video, you see all of her ingredients laid out. And you're like, great. And it starts with one tablespoon of butter and two tablespoons of of butter or of of oil or whatever. And I was
0: like, wow, I love that she's using both butter and oil. I do that all the time. Because as a pro tip, guys, (laughs) as a pro tip. Because we'll tell you how to actually make this recipe. We'll really quick like put in these little two bits. You add the oil so that your butter doesn't burn because the oil has a higher smoke point. So you can take your butter further without getting those like burnt bitter bits if you Mm -hmm. add a little bit of oil.
1: So literally, it's. It she should there. be explaining
0: this shit. If she wants to be on Food Network and she wants to write a cookbook, this is the information that goes along with writing recipe. Like, because as you're saying, the recipe's fine. The components well, in the recipe are fucking fine. Yeah, yeah exactly. You do not exactly. know what to do with them. Well, that, like
1: that's what I'm saying. Is so I'm watching this reel again. She puts that butter and oil in, and then the first thing she puts in is like half inch thick ass slices of lemon slices, like rounds of lemon and sautés that and then adds flour on top of these massive lemon slices and then stirs it all together with cheese and broth with it. The lemon, it's like, it literally, like, it's like- There's no those, rhyme again. or reason in this I fucking I am literally thing. watching it. I was like, wow, great. Butter and oil, amazing. Wait, what is the lemon? Oh my God, they're flour. Wait, the broth is right on the flour. It's clumpy. Wait a minute, you're putting cooked pasta in? Wait, the pasta? I fucking, okay. Obviously, <laughs> have been shitting on the pasta, but the one thing I have to mention, in this reel, she- throws a pasta noodle onto the wall to make it stick. And she uses that dumb trick of overcooked pasta. (laughs) She literally, there's a, there's a whole spot where she throws a noodle on the wall and it sticks. And then she puts that mush into the pot and then that mush becomes more mush and then is mushed on her fork and she is eating mush. And then she turns and the real is also about a dress She turns from her little chef hat apron thing. Oh, it's a Revolve ad. It's a Revolve commercial. a dress with lemons on it. It's literally – and that's the other thing about her Instagram that bothers me. If you're going to be a food person, put some fucking food on your Instagram. I don't want to see you holding a plate of food in your cute outfit.
0: (laughs) She has – no. Okay. So I have no issue with people learning how to cook and people getting into cooking. I'm like – and I'm not trying yes. to like be like gatekeeping. No, like this is everyone thing. should like cook. Should get into it. But I don't think that you should be instructing people how to cook or like having your fans petition Food Network. Like she's literally pinning comments saying that it's, she should be on. And anyone so who says that she should write a cookbook or anyone that says that she should be on Food Network. She's They're pinning bots. the comments. She's applauding them and like all this shit. And like she has no business doing that because she doesn't even know what she's doing.
1: Every single Instagram she has. She has at least three pinned comments about cookbooks, about having her own show. Yeah, Like, literally every single...
0: Yeah, no. And I... But it's I, like, anyone who made that recipe, it's like that that thing that teachers are doing now where they're, like, having their kids, like, write out the instructions on how to make a peanut butter and jelly, and then when you follow their instructions explicitly, like, you never get an edible sandwich because the instructions aren't clear. This is, like, Hannah Ann's beef because, like... We, we know as professionals, especially I, – I worked in a very pasta-centric restaurant for a while. I'm mm-hmm. from an Italian family. Fresh pasta is something that You're I'm You're literally at. in like, Jersey, the land of Italy in America. I, <laughs> 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 I, I, this is something that I'm very familiar with, and it's like pasta 101, and it's th- – this is she's missing opportunities because she if she knew this shit and she could share this information she could give herself a niche but she doesn't have she doesn't the knowledge. know
1: what she's saying and and so it she's telling I just looked at how many followers she has she has 1.3 million followers and she is telling those million people to eat uncooked flour which can literally be bad for you if you don't cook it properly
0: Eat uncooked flour overcook your pasta okay like we can get into the science of fucking food on a whole other episode but it's like i I, we know that when you are when you strain the pasta out of the water the pasta is still hot and residual heat from the food still cooks the food unless you shock um, it like it doesn't stop cooking and and you never want to take you never want to take fully cooked pasta and put it in your sauce because it still cooks in the sauce. That's why people tell you to stop cooking your pasta at al dente because they assume you're going to cook it further after mm-hmm. you strain it. So she's sitting here like, make sure it's completely cooked, and oh. then put, and then you see it. You see, it's this is what I don't get, and like this makes me sad, and I think this is what frustrates me because like I care about food so much and I care about cooking so much, is that. I can see it. When she puts the fork in that bowl of pasta, I can see that that shit is overcooked and mushy. I would never take a bite of that. That texturally is going to be – I don't care how good the sauce tastes. Texturally, I can see it with my eyes. That that bowl of pasta is a fucking nightmare. And the fact that I can see all of those people commenting like, oh my God, looks so good. Can't wait to try it. And I'm like – you guys are the – like, I, I I, don't even want to say assholes because that's that's not it. Like, it's I know that like, that's not people, it, but it's like – People
1: will really sit there and be like, oh, my God, Hannah Ann, random girl I saw on The Bachelor. I can't wait to try your recipe that I could Google and find 10 million I just, versions like, of on actualfoodnetwork.com where people are – bots are basically like, please be on the Network. We love you. Not even
0: that, but just like I wish that people knew good food well. Like, have you ever oh as, a cook, as a as a food service professional, lie? have you ever gone to a restaurant with your family and they and something is just like super under seasoned and like something is really bland? And then the people who this is going to sound really pretentious and dickish saying it, but like people who don't have as good of a palate as you have are like, oh, my God, this is so good. And you're like, really? Like, you think so? Yep. Like, I'm not gonna say it's not, but like, fuck. No. Like, you guys think this is good? I literally 100. Like, sometimes I'm just like, wait, really? This
1: is what you people? I've do? been yeah.
0: very, very fortunate. I've been exposed, and I've worked at a lot of places. Yeah, where, like I've, say, I've, I've had always- some of the best food in Manhattan. We're from we 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 are in one of the best food cities in the in the world. So like, we are spoiled in, in that. LA, regard. Though, so you know. Yeah, but they have like fucking Nobu, and now all these influencers are going to Saddle Ranch. Like that's. <sighs> I have a whole other thing about people. Oh, pro just, tip, like, really fucking- fast time out quick Quick (laughs) ad because i know you'll back me just like for any for any listeners who enjoy dining out and plan to go back to dining out when we are finished with this pandemic and not a moment fucking before i'm not endorsing going out to eat unless it's safe to however When you start going out to eat again and you start dining, stop going to places that are popular with celebrities and popular on Instagram. Find somebody who works in the food industry and ask them where they go on their days off, because the trendy places don't have good food. The people who work in food know where you're going to get the best service, know where you're going to get the best food, because we're picky and we're Mm -hmm. spoiled. Oh my god, especially about
1: (laughs) picky, like especially about picky service. Like,
0: there's, I can, I actually, I want hospitality. If I'm paying, I want the fucking. I want the – you're paying for the experience and if you don't – the restaurant doesn't give me the experience or if I as a provider don't provide the experience to you, then I'm not doing my job. Yep. But anyway, wait a minute. I have to mention
1: that uh, as I'm scrolling through her Instagram, Hannah Ann, she – Obviously, pins tweet pins comments on every single Instagram photo that even are kind of unrelated. She has one where she is standing, seemingly naked in front, uh, behind a leaf. She definitely is not naked. It's just the way. Oh that, yeah, the I photo. saw that one. It's not like de- it's has, the one the
0: advertising, decorating the table or something, right? She
1: has mul- two comments pinned saying, "Miss Martha Stewart." You are Martha Stewart times 10. And I want to throw up because no one will be better than Martha. No one will become Martha. like Martha is her. There's literally no, no, no. I'm sorry. That was offensive. It was offensive. Martha Stewart is a bad bit. Martha Stewart's been to prison. You think fucking Hannah Ann could go to motherfucking prison? No.
0: No. Well, you see, like if you follow Martha Stewart on Instagram, Martha Stewart is hilarious and shady (laughs) as fuck. Hannah Ann could never. But but besides the point, what's fucking hilarious to me and like something that made me feel like a little bit better about this because and okay, okay disclaimer that the reason that i'm so irritated is because there are a ton of people who work so hard at this and the fact that she can just like step into it because she feels like it is incredibly frustrating to me because i know friends that are trying to do exactly what she's doing and like they can't there's so much competition especially in in new york for like people who want to be that kind of like network host party host like event planning type shit um and it seems so easy for her because she has this following With minimal, minimal skill in in said area. Um, But people keep tagging. Think about this from like the experienced person standpoint. People keep tagging Martha Stewart on her post. People keep tagging Food Network. She... She is pinning these comments because she wants Martha Stewart and she wants Food Network. Like she wants she the, wants the a, validation she, from these people. And she doesn't like even realize Shannon. It's not even that. She doesn't even realize that if Martha Stewart were to watch one of those reels, Martha Stewart would have a would, harsher critiques than me. Literally well, she would probably she would no. Martha, do you, do you
1: no? And would be like, that's cute. Nah. Like, like, no. Who was like, I'm sure she'd be I nice because Martha's
0: professional as fuck. But like, there's no way that Martha, in, her, in the privacy of her own home, that Martha Stewart's gonna watch you make lemon chicken that looks like that, with that procedure, with that recipe, and watch and be like, oh my god, yes. Hot take. Well, probably actually lukewarm take, but. I think the only reason people fucking
1: like Hannah Ann is because of her, after the final Rose show, uh, showing against Peter. You will never, yeah. I will never be with a man like you. And she just was like, and I'm like, yeah, bitch, of course, Peter's an idiot. And also, like, it was, it was just like, it, it was, she was trying you so know hard Hannah to be Ann's Becca. Time? Uh, yes, I do. And you're gonna What's fucking Hannah? laugh. She's is a, she a tourist? Taurus. Taurus! you know what's actually funny she's a Taurus sun and a leo moon and that is um peter's
0: opposite. of course she is though i know oh my god i
1: know she's such a leo moon she she's needs a, all okay. That she's, attention she's pinning comments she has she has some bitch
0: from the real housewives of dallas wait, who commented wait, on her store on her page it was like yes. shannon what this is not isolated because remember she said that she saw herself as jackie o or some shit Hmm. and now she's seeing herself as martha stewart she cannot stop attaching herself to these like iconic ass yeah. women which honestly honestly like really no shade like aim big like please 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 like idolize strong women and like visualize yourself as a fellow oh, yeah. strong woman but like oh, yeah
1: queens real g's don't have to fucking pin comments on their instagram i've i need <laughs> you to know that i did not know that pinning comments was a thing until this moment or not this exact moment but until we were looking at the hannah and shit
0: i because, have seen it but i don't like care enough about instagram i need to like get more on the social media wave like well,
1: that i bet you money that it's 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 i'm sure it's only for influencers like, like super, uh, if you have a certain amount of followers, I bet they give you that option. Just like when you have a certain amount of followers, that you can swipe have up the, the thing. swipe up link. Yeah. yeah so yeah, I bet yeah. you, because she has, you know, a fuckload of followers, that's the case, but she does not hesitate to pin comments about, she pins, listen to this one that she pinned. I'm, I'm going to scream. So it's a, all it is, is a picture of her in a revolve outfit, smiling in front of some red flowers or something. And the caption is happiness is my responsibility. You can add to it, but you can't take away from it at Revolve. And, and she pinned a comment. First of all, she pinned a comment from Real Housewives of Dallas. And her response to that comment is, can't wait to meet. And so she pinned, and the comment is, yes, never let anyone dull your sparkle, Hannah. So, The other comment that she fucking pinned under this happiness is my responsibility is thank you so much for spreading this message. People need to remember this during this difficult time. We need to surround ourselves with people who support us. After a comment of Happiness is my response. We we need this during this difficult time. Thank you for sharing this message of happiness, Hannah Ann. I could never be happy in my life without your comment. (laughs) I'm sorry. Is it
0: weird that I feel like Hannah Ann is way more like, wow, Maddie, you're so genuine and real energy and like Uh Hannah Ann just never got caught? No, I, I absolutely think that she is smarter. I think she moved in silence until now. Whatever. Case in so point, anyway, um, support Hannah Ann if you want, but support no, actual don't. chefs as well.
1: Yeah, literally, first. Please, please support
0: actual chefs. There's plenty of people out of work that could do with your Instagram engagement far more than Hannah Ann could. So please also- we have to get into it because there is a lot to quite, quite a bit to unpack here.
1: I'm screaming. Oh my God, the, the lost footage of Bennett getting ready for this spontaneous. Deal.
0: Isn't that so funny? That is
1: perfect. See, that's the thing is, you and just... this face
0: is perfect. Everyone go check out our Instagram, the Average Bear Podcast Instagram. Yes. I can't. Bennett it as a funny ass. Yeah, chatty barat. Oh my God. Fuck yeah. Okay.
1: Anyway, let's fucking go. So, so. <sighs>
0: We open this episode on, and I found this so funny because we've opened this episode on Tasha setting up breakfast, and she puts out one tray as if we're made to believe that she put out that entire spread really for our special it. guest. Which, and I thought I, it was so funny.
1: I think it's very funny too how they introduce a special guest as someone who, oh, we're coming to talk and chat with Tasha, and then they like roll it into, oh, just kidding. It's like we, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. know too much in the off season. We, we like when these things happen in real time, people do know about them. And if you are like f- as deep in this as we are, it's yep. like <gasps> so pretty regular news to us. I mean, gosh, so like it's back been a- when this was filming, we knew she was on the property.
1: Yeah, we knew that JoJo, and not only that, but we like news broke that she was going to literally replace Chris for a time. Yeah. So I wonder if, okay. You know what I actually imagine that they would give it to her instead of Ben. You know what my thought is, TBH? What? Well, I guess. Nope, no, this is still my thought. So (laughs) I think that they filmed the date card thing, like that date card, because nobody went home on that date, right? And or no no anything, anything happened on that date. I feel like they filmed that day thing where Chris said, I'm going to go take my kid to college. Jojo's going to film fill in. I bet they filmed that after the week when Chris was back, because it doesn't make sense that he would be able to pass Jojo on. Like it was a, it was kind of known that he was kind of not happy that Jojo was taking his place. Like at least in the article, like in news and stuff. So anyway, It just seems like it would be easy to just put all the guys for a quick like, hey, we're going to pretend really – like producers, sit them down. Hey, we're going to just really really quick pretend that Chris is passing JoJo off to you. Um, We're going to reread the day card. Just act like in this moment, just act like you haven't heard it before. You know, whatever, guys. You got this, right? Because it was like a fucking five-minute scene. But it just and didn't, it was really
0: awkward, right?
1: It didn't feel normal, um and so I think that it's like
0: he he says like guys, I won't be able to give you the get like the date card this week because I'm going to be yeah dropping my son off in, in Texas, and then JoJo walks in it, and then the hands him card. the date card while he's standing there. Yeah, and,
1: and it's like so you could have and and then we barely see JoJo the rest of I- the episode. Whatever, that happens. um, He says that shady thing about the room getting smaller, which I love when Chris-
0: <gasps> Wait, before you move on, do you think that maybe um, initially there was more JoJo time, but then remember how people were saying that Chris might be upset because I like, literally feel were- like that happened.
1: I 100% feel MMA. like that happened. He was upset during filming, so they already had the time to edit it later. They probably later- okay, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, it, it, I absolutely feel like that happened. I mean, wait. So, let's see. He said, uh, JoJo introduced herself, which was weird. She's like, I'm looking forward to getting to know you guys. I'm like, girl, you are not The Bachelorette right now. Um, I know you're used to that speech standing in front of the men, but (laughs) that's not what's happening. But she drops the date card, and Zach gets the one-on-one, and the the date card is, I'm looking for a man I can picture my future with. And clever. This is where Zach says that there's a lot about him that she doesn't know. It's I'm not this straight. It's not this straight and kind of narrow kind of life I've lived. And immediately I was like, "All right, what drugs did you do, buddy?" And boy, oh boy, did uh, that come out. But. Anyway, we get onto this photo shoot date and it's a fucking
0: like wedding shoot and wh- – who was the photographer? What was his name? Okay. So the photographer is Franco Lacosta. I don't I don't know if I'm saying that right but um, I did like, some Lisa research famous. in the following um, commercial break And all of the clothes that they were wearing were his clothes. It was basically a commercial for him, but they didn't really give him. Oh,
1: my God. That's also fucking classic Bachelor where they probably filmed him saying all this stuff about his shit. And we're like, yep, yep. We're totally going to advertise you. Also, great, 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 great. And then they threw his name up there one time in the beginning and then had him looking flamboyant and being like no taisha veil oh you look amazing oh my god no this
0: dress taisha yeah well so i went to i i sent you the link to the website because like those suits were his and i thought those suits were fucking fire i would oh wear god, a suit like amazing. that
1: i was living i, I would it. wear one
0: of those suits I, if it was tailored to me can you Ooh. believe they put zach in those suits and not Demar? i'm any literally I'm anyone else but, honestly but
1: specifically damar would have rocked that shit they would have looked so fucking fly i'm fucking dangerous. that's like
0: what he wore i think on like yeah, week one or week two exactly. that was like his exact style i was and i agree with you i think he would have looked phenomenal in it uh, but, but yeah um, you're right any
1: of those other men would have looked me. really good <laughs> and zach of all people i was like Ugh, god yeah but it's so funny because oh my god i hate to say zach's vibe i understand zach's vibe
0: more now No, I I absolutely do, but that's the vibe that I got from him initially. But like, not for I didn't know it was going to be like stemming from this trauma. Yeah, so much. Like, I thought it was just like I thought he was like very white bread and like was just like a good guy. But now I'm like, oh okay, like you've been through some shit, you've seen some things, you were a changed person.
1: Well, this makes me think back to our very first episode where we talked about our predictions on the men. And I noted on Zach's Instagram that he posted – or maybe this was for the first episode, but either way, I saw Zach posted a photo of him and his sister in, like, matching Bachelor-themed shirts for, like, the premiere night and – I saw this with Zach, like, and he's like, yeah, they're like, you know, playing up the like, yay, Zach. And actually maybe it wasn't his Instagram. It was his sister's Instagram. This was when we were stalking birthdays. Um, yeah. But <laughs> what a time. I remember. Uh, actually, <laughs> speaking of stalking birthdays, now I need to know Zach's fucking sign again. I can't remember. Um, but anyway, he had these, you know, this tacky ass, like, oh, watch party. We've got the shirts. And so it's just, it's just like these things like that that I'm like – what is going on are you like were you prepped at this i really think that zach's like out of his element on this show he's just like more attractive than his uh like than other guy i don't know he's not he's not he's attractive, a regular
0: dude but he is but he's just and
1: also with like let's be real with kind of I mean, okay, let me, I'm, we're going to fast forward really quick. They're That's, just bullshitting yeah. through this fucking photo shoot date. Br- they're playing up Tayshia's fear about, oh my God, another wedding, another this is going to happen to me because I got married for once and now I'm stressed that I don't want it to be a bad wedding whatever you know that shit they're just like oh no tasha would you wear a
0: wedding dress again gasp
1: with it, all it the other was, fashion
0: choices it was very it seemed very intentional to upset her
1: it literally absolutely was to upset her and it also was to i think start building the narrative of trauma sharing throughout this whole episode because there was not a fucking point in time where we were just calming through the waters on this these dates Everything was fucking boom, 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 trauma. Um, but what I was noticing in this date, and this was before Zach mentioned what went down with him, but I was literally like, why the fuck is this man so bad at speaking words? He literally goes, She's having some thoughts when it came to the wedding dress thing. Like that that was that was the sentence was you know she's she's having some thoughts, and I was like, "What? Wait!" <laughs> and then
0: yeah, he goes, most "People are at all times." Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: and then he goes, um, "There's another word that will be created to d- to describe her," which is nice, I guess. I was just like, "Okay," but that one wasn't that bad. But then, wait, where was the other one? He goes, "She kind of walks out in the dress, and she's kind of talking to him before before they have the picture part." And she's kind of freaking out, like, oh, man, like, I'm a little nervous. And he's like, I want you to, you know, like, I want it to be, uh, you know, I mean, I want it to be real. You know what I'm saying?
0: You like, know what I'm saying? He yeah.
1: literally couldn't finish a sentence of, like, I want it to feel real, which I guess, sure, nerves, stumbling over your But it's just, like, this was the continual issue. And I've noticed this when he speaks to her in general, like – there's not a lot of, like, actual substance until, obviously, he shares his story. But, like, prior to that, even in there, like, in the hot tub and all the other times they've been together, I'm just like, buddy, what is it that wh- – what's going on?
0: I Yeah, I mean, I I think that mm. the only thing I can think of that's not, like, totally outlandish is – Maybe he's just like extra nervous. I don't for, know. Cause he's seen well like, spoken have, with the men. For me, I'm like, does he have mercury and detriment? I got to pull up this chart. But, so um, it's like, cause he's been the guy that's been giving like the really level headed, really grounded advice when all the other guys are freaking out. But then when you put him in front of Tatia, yeah, he, might just be he like, can't formulate. Man, I don't know, Like,
1: nervous in front of girls, which I guess makes sense because again, his story, which here we go. Okay. So he jumps in and he's finally, oh, wait, wait, before this i Mm -hmm. literally hate it so first of all he immediately kind of like when he's like she's like well i was married before and he's like oh okay because then that reminded me that these men didn't get to look up Tasha before this whole thing um but then she's like he's like oh yeah same and she's like whoa (laughs) like she was like wow well we can uh bond he's like yeah yep and he's like I, like, it was funny to me knowing what comes later. It's that part is funnier to me now because he's kind of like, Yeah, that's not even even a little bit of part of it at all. Like, I was married for about a year. Yep. Mm hmm. It was, yep. It was a time. <laughs> like,
0: but that's like just the, the tip. Yeah. The it expert. was
1: literally the itty bitty. Like, that
0: was like the smallest d- detail. That was like the effect I also of his. Did uh, make the note. Sorry. 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 You're good. Um, I did make the note that this kind of. Negates Brendan's advantage. Who's gonna win?
1: Let's be real. Brendan's story
0: is very sweet and boring. Oh,
1: it was, you know, my high school sweetheart. We thought we'd ended up get married because of our family, and then we just didn't work out and we amicably separated. Meanwhile, Zach is like, I was a drug addict and I. He, which, okay, which, I'm sorry. But is,
0: he admitted that he stole money from his. This like,
1: is literally, this, I, I, you and I are thinking the same exact thing. So, I should say for anybody listening here He did not explicitly Say I am an addict I am a drug addict he said I struggled with addiction He says I Struggle or he he was talking About how he was doing drinking And whatever he said He stole money like His checks checks from his dad To go cat that he would write out to Himself and like go to cash at the bank And he started it off this it's important to know because again it's important to know about the brain tumor so he said Mm. uh he goes yeah it was crazy i had a brain tumor at 23 so he immediately the day he found out the next day he was having surgery for it and then he said um he goes i he was uh, he said uh that he had that there was drugs prescribed to him Oh, and this is exactly and then he doesn't continue to say I much must about missed it that who did because that's exactly what he, he said it really quickly. He's like, and, you know, it's a lot to deal with That like the drugs and stuff like uh, on the re- referencing the tumor. He was not referencing a trauma of having a tumor in surgery. He was literally referencing drugs and, and medication, which, of course, also he's from. Did you did you? he's from where Haddonfield, new jersey but my friend was telling me about this and was like yeah it's such a fucking like white nice hoity-toity area and it makes me think about it and i'm like "Uh, yeah you mean these areas of the country especially in the northeast that are dealing with the opioid addictions the worst of all he's prescribed this stuff at 23 to manage brain surgery pain which is what happens, which is which is literally it's how people get addicted. It's like the most common story. You go to the hospital for pain and this, and you're given a shitload of medication afterward because they want to make sure you are having no pain, which is good, but then they don't realize that your pain can go away at various different times. And then you become so fucking addicted to those medicate that those pills that you can't get off. And this is what happens to him. And I and he I think also he was talking about drinking and so he, and, and partying. So I, I definitely believe it was probably a mixture. I think it was a mixture of, of a lot of things that started with those payments. And again, he is, like I said, not explicit, but he, the, the things he's saying, he was, um, he got, he said, well, I just got randomly married. And I, within all that time, I got a DY, I was arrested, I was super binging into all of this dr- partying drug situation that he wasn't saying drugs, but whatever. And then he said that the wife left him after a year, and then eight months from then, like eight months after that, he kept spiraling in a very dark place, and this is when Taysha drips in and is like, yeah, wow, that's just like, oh my god, a hard time for you, much, much, like just." Yeah. And he. this is when he then mentions that he stole his dad's checks. Uh, and then finally, that was the moment what he was like, I stole my dad's checks and I tried to go get them cash. The bank teller happened to know him and called my dad and told him about it. And my dad, like, came up and confronted me. And that was – he was like, that was some whatever hit, hit it moment. So. Oh, yeah. He said that the teller was his angel and, like, saved yeah, his life. Yeah, which I – Am literally wait. Oh my god, we do know this information. Again, we know his chart. I'm like, I'm supposed to say, I'm dying to know his chart. Okay, where are we going here? But um wait, where the fuck is this chart? Oh my god. Duh. He's a-
0: no, he's one of the ones we couldn't find the birthday no, for, he, right?
1: He's a fucking no, he's from Haddonfield, PA. My bad. Or Jersey or whatever the fuck that is. But no, Capricorn Sun. Cancer Ugh. moon. Sag Venus. That's the fuck. That's that. That's 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 it. That's where that's where that is. And a Scorpio Mars. Yeah, this is this is and It's also crazy because he just had all these fucking crazy ass eclipses on his Capricorn and cancer placements last year. And why? This was filming. <laughs> that's fucking crazy. He basically went public with that stuff. All of his issues when this was filming during those eclipses on his sun and moon—that's like some gnarly shit. Um, anyway, but any, this is this is this is something. This is something else. I now, but now I have to look at his whole ass circle chart to be like, I bet you I could decide. I bet you I could figure out what his rising sign is based on this whole story. Ugh. But anyway, wait. Also at twenty-three, that's a twelfth house perfection year. Holy fuck! I think this man's a Sag rising. He has Scorpio Mars. I think he has Mars in the 12th because he would have had to have major surgery. Oh, but head trauma? Ooh, it could be Aries 12th. Oh, God, so many thoughts. Okay, we got to move on. Um, <laughs> but anyway, this man, this man basically just fully was like, told his whole life story. And within two seconds, we got her giving him a rose and they were done. Like, <laughs> oh, he mentioned he went to rehab and he is now on the board of the rehab that he Went to which, which is, I
0: Fucking love
1: which but it's also Intriguing to me because now I'm questioning His um His uh Fuck whatever are, what are they called the uh, what are his little Placard under his name Um Where They call him it's an, a, he's an addiction specialist An addiction specialist But yeah now I'm wondering Is he An addiction special Like did they phrase that As essentially being like former addict or is he actually doing stuff
0: because
1: when no, he no, said no, no i'm on sure the that board of a, like a, a
0: counselor
1: let's i'm hoping because i feel I pretty not, confident i would not put it past the bachelor though that's why i'm saying this is a, this is producership this is not a shade on him i'm sure he probably does something oh, no no no! i know what you mean i know that you're but not saying he like said, he's lying but to when somebody. he said he was on a board my brain shifted as to what his priorities were as far as him instead of him being like, and now I work at the rehab as a, as a, as a therapist or as a, as a this or something, as something, something related. He literally said, I'm on the board. He didn't say, you know what I mean? And I feel like if he wanted to really fully push the transformation person, he would have said something like, and now i work with people in the rehab that i also went to and i ended up you know after 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 working with these people and as the as the specialist i have now on the board i don't know it just seems like an interesting thing where he just was later like yep and i'm on the board like cuz that's kind of so what i, I think was the way I- that-
0: the way that I heard it, and like the way that I take it, is that he probably is an addiction specialist. Like you can, you can be both, right? Because like usually the board is like a governing body. He could be an addiction specialist oh, yeah, and yeah. also be on the board. But then when you think about like in his mind, he could be thinking of the um, like spectrum of the comeback from like rock bottom, lowest point, stealing money from my dad to the board, which seems like more prestigious. It's like a governing yeah, body. Yeah, so like yeah, yeah. while the Counselor slash addiction addiction specialist work is more like meaningful and more thoughtful and like he was that's trying the, to the deeper uh, he's meaning. A Cap, he's also he a, was, again,
1: he's a Capricorn, so of course he was going to be like, yeah. Now I made it all the way. Yeah, to the I think board, he was, baby.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I think that's what it was. I think he was like not glancing over his like I, meaningful work within it, but I think he was trying to like show the the grade, like show how broad the I the really comeback was, think- you know. I really, really
1: think that he is a Sagittarius rising. Like, like I, I feel like I feel it in my bones. I feel like that eclipse, those eclipses, would have been doing that shit. Oh man. Anyway, well, anyway, but yeah, it literally ends boom like that. Donezo, and um, so then we're on to this group date, which they kind of play up as oh shit,
0: it might be a nudity date, and then it's not. <laughs> also we completely glanced over because it was within this like super deep conversation between Tasha and oh, yeah. Zach. we did get a cut to the men chatting and oh, Bennett yeah. is sitting there saying like he didn't want he didn't want Noah to get the one-on-one because if Noah got the one-on-one mm-hmm. Bennett would feel bad for Tasha that she would be forced to spend the whole night with him and it would be the worst <laughs> night of her life and I'm just like, Bennett keeps claiming emotional intelligence, but is not recognizing the fact that he is being a mean girl. No, he is like, he,
1: he, yeah, Bennett's, there's a lot to say about Bennett. And this is really, this is the first little blip moment that editors are loving to do him dirty. I think they loved to open him up as the potential, like they, they, they have enjoyed this arc for him as far as like.
0: Well, also though, I get the vibe and like this could totally be producer manipulation because we know that they want to give us an entertaining and like enthralling TV show with all of this drama, right? But in my mind, the emotionally intelligent bullies are the ones with the deepest seated demons. Like those things Uh are so ingrained in there because you think that you are healed. Like you think that you are superior and you're in this like emotionally advanced place, but you are actually- so far the opposite and your self-awareness is lacking yeah and like those are the people that scare me like the people that are like i'm so enlightened but are actually like fucking bullies on the low and not even on the low he's doing it in broad daylight he just doesn't even recognize and the
1: problem so the problem is is that bennett is working on a level that is higher than these men as far as manipulation goes like oh god i yep is killing it and these men are dumb they're like and and I'm not saying they're all stupid but I'm saying they're dumb as far as related to like how to understand the nuances of these levels of manipulation and and Bennett is smart and women like us can catch on to those kinds of manipulative tactics like fucking easy because but here's the thing shannon normal play but he it took
0: me until week seven to pick up on it well i consider myself wise to it and he still fucking got me for like four or five good episodes
1: i since since i think well i've always been saying he's manipulative he's been manipulative since um it was cause it wasn't Claire. He didn't have enough screen time for Claire. That's the problem. We went this long, quote unquote, without seeing it because he didn't have screen time. This is kind of the kind of stuff oh, that's that fair. This is okay. the kind of stuff that would have popped up earlier if Claire and Dale weren't, you know, in love. So if I met him
0: face to face, uh-huh. we met him face to face, like, okay, okay, I feel about, better about it
1: now. <laughs> think about how his limo exit was. They were ready to play that up, but they just had to put it on pause. Like it just feels we feel too distanced from his limo entrance.
0: And I did hate him. That I my initial, I did. We did have to apologize to him. Remember, we right. did not like him first episode. And okay, he ends up becoming. He ends up becoming a more voice of reason because he
1: ends up noticing that his like he's not going to get Claire. Like he had no – but now he's threatened by Noah because he's and he keeps using that phrase of you are uh, – you have no chance with her because he is the one who thinks that he has the chance with her. It's fascinating to watch the layers of the manipulation just topple down, especially as adding Noah to the mix. And um, it's just it, – it, it's like – it's wild because, again, at first it was Chasen chasen just lost because chasen is stupid compared to bennett <laughs> so but noah was impressing me this episode and we will get to that so anyway and i know I, we yeah. have to we have to roll to it quickly because shit it's like we've been talking for it's so getting late. Like, yeah, yeah we gotta blow no, it's, through. it's all but good there's no to the episode this is too, so. and also this shit was will fly by because it's all just like blah 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 to me but it's just like this this group date is trauma bonding central and this is where they also start playing up noah and bennett's rivalry because of um the so like it's an art date and they walk into nude models and first of all these nude models look exactly like every nude model couple i would expect like an older man with long gray hair and his wife who could be younger but also is probably older and just looks like that like <laughs> you know what i mean like
0: oh no you see the you see this couple walking around and you like, know they're the east village they are
1: the people <laughs> they are the people who are nude models oh, we in we literally all the time they are the, they are the nude models in every <laughs> like scripted show about that has not a scene with it they just pop up but anyway so they have to say that they're gonna draw the human form and blah blah and then they all just draw crazy shit and have dumb presentations who cares That like honestly the first part that part was like they could have cut that part and I would have been fine um they just did it to have shock value I think they were they they wanted to make sure like the men think that they were gonna have to get naked again cause that's when well, Blake, yeah, like, Blake is like this will be the third time I'm naked on this journey <laughs> he said on this journey well, that's a-
0: I made a note that like you can tell that the guys have fucking PTSD from the they're way that the producers treat it. them because I but like if I walked into a room and I saw nude models, there are already nude models. You don't need me to be nude. My assumption would not be that I'm getting naked. My assumption would be that I'm drawing the already naked that people. That I have to stare at naked people and they're gonna make me feel awkward about Right. That. And these like, men are so traumatized that they're immediately seeing oh other god, naked people I gotta get naked. are assuming, oh my god, I'm gonna have to get naked too. <laughs> Oh my
1: God it's chaotic um <laughs> but anyway but we get
0: noah or we get Noah yeah. and Bennett's little tiff with the seating arrangement, which is our if we had like a little YouTube thing we put a little counter here for like Bennett manipulation like oh my beep, god like one is tally mark. Really,
1: this is this is this is like the second or third tally mark he he nails it because Noah's already sitting he's like fully seated and Bennett's like and this is the way they filmed this and the way it made it seem like it looks like it wasn't. It may not like it wasn't supposed to be Something on camera and they included It because it was Bennett being shady because I think Bennett was trying to tell Noah uh, Hey man I'm like seriously I'm supposed to be Here like they told me I'm oh yeah those to cameras never Stop yeah he goes they told me That's- I'm supposed To be here and I'm pretty sure he was talking about They producers like oh they, they told me I'm sitting here and Noah got up And moved because I mean yeah If you kind of heard Maybe through the grapevine that someone Told him to like oh well I'm supposed to be Here like
0: and like, it's totally yeah. probable that there were seating arrangements, so like, it's yeah, believable. Yeah. However, it's very, very interesting the fact that, like, Noah did say, He's like, Nah, man, you're just saying that. And Bennett, this is the prime example of like, if you say anything with your chest, the, if you are yes. confident, yes. people will believe confidence. you. Confidence, confidence, because exactly. that's they what he's like, because that's exactly when he was like, Nah, man, no,
1: for real, like, seriously, like, no, for real, I'm, like, I'm serious okay. to sit here. And it wasn't. And a- Noah just got up. Yep. He just moved. So then, yeah. And he's sitting in excitation. He's like, oh, look at us. Um, and then, okay, I thought I had a few little mentions from the art, early art. The the artist lady mentions to Spencer. She goes, I love that you made sure the nipples are in there. <laughs> I mentioned that there are terrifying drawings. And then the next after the drawing is they have to blindfold themselves and make shit out of Clay, um, like or whatever the fuck, and this is when I started screaming at Bennett is because they're both blindfolded and he kisses Tasha, and this is everything about this. again another non consensual blindfolded kiss that a man has planted on Tasha, and this is the the third fucking time on a date we have had a blindfold on because we had Claire blindfold like I. I'm just really stressed. I think that the, these producers are like, "What? Well, when in doubt, we just blindfold them. Like, there's nothing to do here."
0: Um, well, I like I made a note later, but it's really kind of just relevant in this portion of the date first, or like this moment between Tasha and Bennett first. But if you, the way that I'm watching it, I keep seeing Bennett is full on behaving, and I don't know if it's a good strategy or not. Like, I cannot tell if this is a good. Like, if I would be impressed by this or not impressed by this, if I was in the bachelorette's position. But Bennett is full on behaving like the other men aren't there and that him and Tasha are already exclusive. Yes. Like, he's behaving the way that a boyfriend that you've been with for like a year and a half would behave. And
1: I actually think, in, I think, in, it's, I think that's a situation you have to pick your spots. That, um, uh, the, like, cause I think that he, that is a good move. You know what I mean? Like, kissing her when he won that date. The big the grown ass mandate, that was his move moment. But this day trying to flex, it was just a little embarrassing for me. Um, but then this is when the privilege moment comes up, which this is when I mean, this is the exact moment that I was like, Noah, you might have points. Um Cause this is when Bennett is randomly talking about. I'm trying to remember and how he presented this, but I think it was the clay. I
0: don't fucking know what it was. It was. Um, oh yeah, no, it that was, was the it clay was the needle point. Well, it starts no. with the clay because it starts with the clay because the clay is like his imaginary map of all of his real estate, and Noah asks him to spell oh. privilege. And he does the needle point, saying like, "This is my heart. I've had a hard and challenging life." No, 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 and no. The that's when it like was
1: late, but 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 it was. This was specifically because he mentions in that little in the real estate thing, my Hampton home, my New York home, yeah. my yeah, California yeah, yeah. home. And this is then, like where it starts. Yeah, this and is like the, like the initial. Oh man, that's privilege. And he and he was like, "Oh, what's privilege? Then where's the privilege man or whatever?" And he goes, "I'll let you answer that." And he goes, "That's a privilege." Oh no, how do you spell privilege? And he goes, that's a, I'll let you answer that. And Noah's like, that's a privilege to answer. <laughs> I kind of was screaming and I was kind of living for Noah in this moment. Like I, I, you know, I'm not going to lie. I don't like, I still do not stand Noah or like him as a person, but this is as far as Bennett versus Noah, I'm coming out team Noah starting right now.
0: Yeah, if there was going to be a way to respond to Bennett, I mean, I wish that he was – you can tell that he's nervous. You can tell that he's a kid who is, like, not comfortable with, like, Yo, adult that's, confrontation. No, that's the problem with Noah too is, is – and I, that's why Bennett is able to play up this
1: so much and is kicking ass because he is, like, he's overwhelming this
0: dude who's young, who's, uh, like, y- young compared to him. And yeah no he like he found the insecurity like he found where noah is feeling uncomfortable Bennett and he's is
1: literally 11 it. a whole decade older than noah he's he's 11 years older than noah and is treating him like a, like like that and
0: like oh my god which and we know that number because he whips it into an on-the-fly defense deflection yep. later which was sociopathic and impressive at the same time that was Oh my God, I can't wait to get to that. It's terrifying and amazing.
1: Now we're back to these big – like we're supposed to do uh, self-portraits and essentially it turns into a massive trauma unloading of every man and – noah starts with like a yin yang situation there's a darker side to me and a lighter side and i only sh- da, 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 which is very scorpio of him and then this is where i'm gonna like rapid fire until there's important shit going down because honestly for the most part it's just like uh boohoo my shit is like brendan had the fr- empty frame did not create i hated that i hated it too he did not create a single thing and said uh i'm in the frame self-portrait me but i want to include you turn the frame sideways hee, that's it Bennett did his embroidery and mentioned what you said, the shit about fucking his home or whatever. I didn't grow up from privilege.
0: You'd be surprised really quickly want to just like throw this in here due to the fact that we just had this Black Lives Matter conversation last week and like due to the current climate like Bennett seems to be that white guy that doesn't believe that white privilege is real and thinks that because he struggled he didn't have an advantage and when you think about like he went to Marist like he went to a really popular private school in a wealthy area Harvard. but it's like even from high school like you were you were in a state that was location wise, close enough to a private school that you were able to go before there's even the factor of whether you can afford to go. Like you have all of these legs up. So when someone's calling you on your privilege, like if the first thing you do is say like, um, no, Mm -hmm. like I've had it hard, but you spent every other week talking about how, well, I went to Harvard. I'm in the upper echelon of man. Let's like say it with your fucking chest then. Yep
1: so it's just ugh, a
0: mess and, sorry just had to throw um, that out there that like you're right be accountable you're right. and like if you have privilege acknowledge your fucking privilege don't try and deny it just for your like to say face It's has it, fucked up well, in this moment it, it, this is exactly this is big fucking error on his
1: part so and then we get ivan talking about literally right i love how we have ivan right after bennett perfect contrast um Ivan talks about his uh, how he's nervous. His dad won't get to see the man he created because he's older. He has this cute puzzle piece situation and has Tasha interact with his art, pulls him back in. Um, Blake talks. <laughs> Blake talks about seeing a lot of crazy shit from his parents, and he drew turtle doves because they're the only monogamous, uh, <laughs> or they are one of the only monogamous birds, or whatever the fuck. Oh my god, it was um riley talked about i kind of was cluing out during riley because i was thinking i was trying to write i don't know um, what I, was
0: I actually did make a note for riley because like i really 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 need them i i can't riley stand riley to- any longer uh-huh. until they show us footage of riley talking about something other than this me- like fictional family this that fictional daughter yeah that it's actually creepy to me how much he wants a
1: daughter at this point. Like this is freaking me out.
0: Like it's not it's just that they're not showing us talking about literally anything, anything else. else. Anytime that he's on the screen time, it's how much how important how family I is to how much to he wants a family.
1: Daughters.
0: Yeah. And, and like he's created this family in his head, and it's giving me the impression that he doesn't give a fuck who he ends up with. He yes, just needs he just a woman to, to plug into that spot so that he can get his kids.
1: He needs he needs a um he needs a a womb. He that, you know what I mean? Like he just needs a woman right. to put the kids in. And that's so a really So unless and I hear again, him talk about other like, shit.
0: Oh, I can't handle him anymore. I know Sorry. and and
1: he's also but he's also even in his other shit that he has talked about, it's always been really aggressive and vaguely toxic masculinity vibes, like always kind of very getting a little bit argument. Was, he he got really argumentative really early on, remember? Or I think it was
0: with Dale or with someone I was fucking- Uh yeah, it was with Dale and it was with um not yeah. no, uh Yosef, Yosef, Yosef. Yosef,
1: yeah, you're right, you're right. And he was and it and it went
0: damn, I forgot about Yosef already. Oh my god, good, good, right?
1: But it went <laughs> from zero to sixty, like where he kind of was like ready to so he was talking in his interview about ready to being kind of ready to fight him. And I was like, what the whoa, buddy, whoa. Um, but it it's just really yeah, the fact that he is only concerned about having children and is not really concerned about finding the wife for that. He wants the wife so that the kids come after. It's really gross. And ha- I love how he says, what kind of kid thinks about the family he doesn't even have? And he's saying that as like a, as like a, oh,
0: she doesn't understand
1: me. But also I was like, I mean,
0: kind I would of? ask the same question. Yeah,
1: like, Ugh. um, Then Ben is last. And he Uh, has something, Uh, literally has something on a canvas that looked like there was like feathers off of it. I don't know. But he had something on a canvas. And as he's standing, he's like standing over his little spot. And he's like, this is obviously premeditated though, this whole act part. But he was like, wait a minute. No, hold on. And he walks off camera, and everyone's like, "Where is he going? What's he doing? OMG!" And he comes out in a fucking robe, and then he walks in front of Tasha, and he strips down into nakedness, and is holding his dick in his hands—literally the thing the men do when they're wanting to cover the penis and the balls.
0: But they—and this is all in an effort to let his guard down.
1: Yes, and to be—he no, no, no—he says. Today has been eye-opening for me before he gets naked. I literally go, he comes out in a robe. Next line. Today, or in a quote, today has been eye-opening for me. Next line. Gets naked. Next line. Shows up. He's showing up as himself. Next line. Gives you a, give you this physical body and everything inside.
0: And what? I literally heard this monologue and thought this is some like rom com in an no, airport. It, is. Shit. it like, is. It is literally. This is I can exactly see that. like Seth Rogen doing this exact thing at the end of like Knocked Up or something in an alternate universe. You I know what I mean? Know,
1: I need you to know that this man is a. I'm sorry, but this man is a Leo. And a cancer venus, just like you. <laughs> and it's literally so funny because a Leo- I mean a I'm man not saying that I no, wouldn't I do this. I was gonna say a Leo man, like this man, I was gonna say, this is the kind of guy who's totally watched one too many rom-coms with his sisters or something. And yeah, he's a Leo, of course he has. <laughs> it's so
0: funny no like but, i would but this isn't out of the realm of possibility yeah. for someone like me i'm just saying that no, it's very clearly like a fucking move yeah he is, you like wrote this in your diary and we're like oh my god this is the boom box over the head moment mm-hmm. and any oh my god you're right oh god damn and i want that like ben. i know like i know, like, and, I honestly, know that that's if, fine, and you know what i'm gonna say about ben we're gonna call a spade a spade. Yeah, you know, don't know what I'm gonna say about Ben. Ben
1: might be a little corny, but Ben is like, he is, he is doing his all for Taysha. Um, like, I think he is. That bodybuilding doing, is clearly fucking um, working. Yeah, I mean, hell yeah, buddy. If I had that bod, I would show it off too. His neck is like five necks.
0: <laughs> like, does he weightlift with, with his neck? I probably. I'm so serious about getting Ben merch, though. I I could do. I could handle Ben after this. I honestly, I would get a Ben hat. As men, as long as uh, Ben doesn't become somewhat problematic or embarrass himself on the show, I'm ready to go. Um. Oh. Oh. So I will say that after this all happens, t- we get the the uh, Talking Head interview of Taisha saying like, "I she likes them all, and she wished that she could give everybody roses." And all I could think was like, "Could we?" Do you think? That would be hilarious. Could you imagine if she
1: walked in with a tray of roses and was like, "Here you go." Honestly, it would have been great because it would have Well,
0: but no because we couldn't have we it got with got enough up? and we ended with like a polyamorous finish. Oh, would that my not God. be the most like iconic <laughs> thing ever? <If> She's <laughs> like, "I'm just going to have you both."
1: Yeah, I think so. I, I'm going to have
0: all three of you. I ready i Ben. I'm ready. I like you all.
1: Oh my god. I, I mean do. the only other way that things could end is if you know someone is queer at the end of it or like the oh my god so if the final two contestants like are you know um they're it's like Tasha and you know whoever the final two men are and then they kind of instead are like actually Tasha I have to say we're in love and we've been in love for like 3 episodes now. And weren't and sure we were gonna be picked as the last two.
0: <laughs> this is the perfect time to announce that Shannon is also branching out into ban- bachelor fanfic. This is literally my dream. So if you have any erotic fanfiction needs within Bachelor Nation, Shannon is your girl. Yep. I'm I'm ready for um because what at this point her f- final two in my mind
1: are gonna be Zach and and uh, Zach and Ben. So anyway, um after this after ben is exposes himself taisha goes and sobs (laughs) which i saw on the game of roses chat or on the game of roses facebook on their live comments i was scrolling through because i wanted to post that uh, i'm sure bachelor clues was really thrilled at the potential for for all of the art (laughs) but anyway um but I, I saw someone say, did Taysha cry because he had a small dick? <laughs> or, oh, my or not God. Even, not, Can I you imagine? They said, I think they, they said, uh, did Taysha cry after seeing his, his, uh, his penis? Oh, my God. I was crying. But then I, I actually freaked. This is when – so the, the the clip I played from Olivia's story earlier, this is when I was screaming that, when Taysha was sobbing on the floor to the producer because I was like – your Pisces moon cannot handle all of this trauma unloading onto you and you are feeling all. And she says, I don't know why I'm crying. I'm like, because you're a Pisces moon, boo. And this is what happens. We just cry a lot when we're stressed and don't know. We, when we have all these people have just put their feelings. But then I thought that it was all really dumb of all of these men to unload all of their little trauma, personal tragedy moments in a group. And Ben actually ends up being the smartest one because the next part of the date is basically just all the dudes kind of being like, yeah, that thing I told you, it's really real. Damn. Like there, no one really, nothing happens of substance. And the next part of the date, except for the fact, well, except for Noah and uh, Bennett's in, uh, more uh, fighting. They, they get got more annoyed at the, their little group time, but The only other actual notable thing is Ben actually sharing what he should have shared instead of being naked. But then it actually made the nakedness feel way less cringy. And I stand Ben, basically.
0: Oh, right. No, it almost like you needed that extra layer of vulnerability to make it make sense yeah and i understand well because right like this is the context that you needed. yeah
1: like if he walked away from that date just naked and didn't share the second half of his of his story uh on that exact date i would have been like buddy why the fuck what are we doing here but when he shares that he struggled with um an eating disorder uh, when he was very young, when he was 15. Also, he's a Leo. Of course, he was very concerned that, you know, he's like, girls don't like the fat kid. And so he was like, I... Um, it worked out. I stopped eating. I dropped seventy pounds. Um, he said that he was bulimic for a long. I think he he said a fucking long time. I can't remember. I don't. I think ten years feels too long. But he said it for a while. Like he was like, I was bulimic for a really long time. I struggled with this for years. And the bodybuilding is really important to me because now, like, I'm finding better ways to you know treat and love my body. Which I'm like, wow. Uh, hello, male eating disorder awareness. Because. I've never. That was seen, my initial thought too. I've never seen a man ever talk about an eating disorder. We've had that conversation on *Bachelorette* or on *Bachelor* seasons. I'm pretty sure,
0: but no, that's like the only note that I have. I mean, not the only note I have for the conversation, but like the main note that I have for their yeah. little one-on-one time is that, like, listen, I know that the bar for ABC in general and this franchise in general is on the fucking floor. Like, the bar is so 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 low. However, this season, with we have like our first um, like older lead female, right. we have our first um, Latinx leads, we have our first Black bachelor coming up. We've had conversations about Black Lives Matter, and now we're having a conversation about male eating disorders, which have such a stigma around them. Period. Like, like entirely. I'm kind of impressed with. I'm kind of impressed with well, what they are giving it's, to the general public. But like I said, the bar is on the fucking floor. Well, and
1: it's funny too, because honestly, all these men having all these revelations, like it joined the club. Like 2020 has been a year for almost everybody. Like, I mean, shit, fucking the news about Elliot Page today, like everybody is coming to terms with like, holy shit, this is all happening. So it's no surprise to me that both the show and then all these contestants on the show are like, no, I'm going to like talk about this real shit and we're not going to have these fluffy conversations. We're going to talk about my addiction. We're going to talk about Black Lives Matter. We're going to talk about um, my eating disorder. You know, we're going to talk about all these actual fucking real things that matter in life, especially in this year when we don't know, you know, who's going to be alive by the end of it, you know, like, and all this pandemic and shit. It's just like, there's just a, this is a lot. And I think the Bachelor at, the Bachelor franchise, you know, these producers are doing, the best they can to give us interesting TV in a very boring setting. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, no, I agree. So
1: anyway, um, other notes I had. Okay. Wait, it was like Riley was playing up his divorced parent thing. He definitely had mommy issues more lived with his dad and she, I guess kind of likes him, but then we're back to ben and talking shit. And this is when he, g- Noah says pretty, this is when I said. Noah says pretty calmly that he's tired of the song. And the side comments and says that he can't, he can take so much, but now that it's just getting annoying. And Bennett is basically just like, oh man, you know, I don't even know what you're talking about. Like, this is what bothered me the most about Bennett is I'm like, I understand you're trying to play this manipulative game, but it's you're you're losing it a little bit when you say you have no idea what you're talking about, because it's like, what do you you've been literally mentioning over and over comment after comment. I guess maybe he's naive to think that no one's paying attention when he's being filmed
0: that's it i think he's getting cocky i think that he's like oh yeah he has started seeing himself like the mind games he's been playing and the manipulation tactics have been working so now he's sitting there saying like oh so these men are easily manipulated cool sick great and now he's like doing too much yeah, he's overplaying his no. hand. I mean, he's like he, he playing even himself. was he
1: was and I wrote that note exactly when he toured later in this uh, episode with the two on one is he walks in way fucking cocky. and I'm like, yo. It's embarrassing.
0: Oh, that that gift, oh, which we'll we'll get to. I've got like my God. you, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. But anyway, so anyway. Bennett, <laughs> when when uh,
1: Spencer, so okay, so he says he's acting like he hasn't said a single snarky comment. Um, Noah is talking about how uh, he how Bennett talks down to. Him and Ben, it's like, well, if you're mentioning that I call you a juvenile, or uh, you mentioned that you're that you're you're little Noah, if that's contradicting, it's just because, or no, young Noah. He says if that's if that's condescending, I, you know, I'm, it's only because it's, you know, you're the youngest, you're the, and I'm like, oh my god, he he's doing everything to get under this man's skin, and. Noah is honestly oh, dude, Bennett's holding a fucking gaslighter Noah is holding it together really well uh, Even toward the end of this episode Like I think but then Spencer Pops in in a little in an interview To agree and say that Bennett does talk Down to people it's just that he does it To Noah the most and thinks That Noah is an easy target And Bennett I noted too In this scene when he's looking at Noah He has absolutely No light In his eyes Light. No catch light. It is something that as a photographer of photographers past, that's something that is like a noted thing for noting that like that's how you can see, sense that other people, someone has life in their eyes. Like it look, like, there's reflecting of any light from the room. He had nothing. It was ah, it was like black. I made this eyeballs. note.
0: I literally made this note when him, Tasha, and Noah are sitting down and I will touch to it when we get there because I equate um, him to like a shark. You know when like sharks are getting ready to kill something and they're like ready to go in for it and their eyes do that thing where they glaze over completely black? Yeah.
1: Anyway, this one comment happened that I was obsessed with and it really shows me a lot. Spencer, they go like, it's such a random placement. This should have been, this should have been a longer conversation at the end of the episode instead of the bullshit shit on the Ferris wheel. But when Spencer says that Blake made a penis out of clay and that he's not surprised that that happened because everything he says goes back to sex. (laughs) If a man was (laughs) constantly turning conversations back to sex with making penises out of clay, I'd be like, bro, what the fuck? Because this is also the same man who told him, who said that he's friends with all of his exes and he has never treated a woman badly in his entire life.
0: Not even... Nope, and you can't forget—it's not even just that he's friends with them; it's important to him that he be it's friends important. with them. important. So, anyway, it is a matter of was, importance.
1: That was hilarious. So then, I honestly don't give a fuck about this date. It's dumb. It—I was so annoyed because it's a fake fucking haunted house shit at La Quinta. You're spec—you're expecting me to believe La Quinta Resort is haunted because So no, I was Shannon.
0: Paid- I I did some research. Oh my
1: god! Thank you. Thank God! I was like, Um, "What the fuck is William Morgan? Some oil guy?" Of course, their their story had to be about a rich person.
0: Jesus Christ! If you, I made a note about it because I started googling like a a mad woman, like like how I googled the fashion designer on this date. (laughs) I'm like simultaneously taking notes and then like fact checking the show because I we know it's staged. Like, okay, perfect example is last week. I'm sitting there reviewing every single menu for every dining option on La Quinta. That way I could confirm that there's no fucking way that food came from any kind of room service and that the phone call was fake, right? Anyway, I'm searching about like is La Quinta haunted and like ghost stories at La Quinta. and I can confidently say that there are very few mentions yeah. of guests experiencing hauntings on like their trip advisor mm-hmm. um, yeah. which I've been told by a hotel professional that I'm very close to that that is like a very real thing. like hotels actually pay quite a bit of attention to oh. trip advisor. Oh, and also hotels also it's pay like better attention. than Yelp.
1: Hotels also pay attention to hauntings if
0: uh, if, well, if that there actually are rumors, is a thing. There are not reviews of guests experiencing hauntings, but there have been longstanding stories of hauntings at La Quinta property. Like if you Google La Quinta property or like La Quinta Palm Springs hauntings, like you there you will come across accounts uh, of it being haunted. Uh, but you're not gonna get like if, if you and I went to La Quinta right now and we did not have knowledge of it having these ghost stories or having been haunted, and, like, even if we came across something weird in the building, we would chalk it up to, like, electrical failure and go about our business.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. no
0: one's outwardly said, like, I've seen ghosts, but there are ghosts there are sources that say that the property is haunted, not by the people that they talked about. And very obviously we know that La Quinta is an incredibly popular resort. It's a Waldorf Astoria property. It's owned by Hilton. Um, this place experiences heavy foot traffic when they're not being bought out by ABC and we're not in the middle of a pandemic. There is no fucking way yeah. that they would have like a relic, like a lost love note for the ghosts that haunt the property, just oh like God. lying about in a room for anyone to find. Also,
1: that so this room was, this was no. fake. This was clearly. all fake.
0: This was entirely faked. It was a fucking room that
1: they that they pulled all the furniture out. They replaced with dumb furniture they found at a weird-ass pawn, sh- pawn, uh, pawn shop. They put fake families on the walls. They uh, turned the AC down really low. They played... Yeah, like, that That was all They played bullshit. crying noises from a speaker outside a phone, cell phone in another room. They made them walk around in the dark so they couldn't actually see the Laquinta normal walls and shit. It just... It was... Abs- it, this shit was just... Abs- it, this was... This was the first date that I was like offended that they tried to fake that shit to me. Like, I get it. Well, I get that, that you're on this resort. I get that you're stuck on here and you don't have all these fun date ideas. I get that you have to play dodgeball and you have to get these men naked and you have to do all this bullshit. But if you're going to try to convince me that this shit is real, I no, this is bullshit.
0: They were well, running around the thing. in the dark like, for no reason.
1: It was stupid.
0: I can appreciate the fact that, like, like I said, like what they were experiencing was obviously not fucking real. There are no accounts of guests experiencing things like that. Like it's c- obvious, plain as the nose in front of my face. You know what I mean? Um, but I do. I will give them credit that, like, they didn't make. They didn't actually like make something up. Like it is based on some kind of like truth to the resort like some kind of like historical accuracy to it but it's clear that it was played up and i wish they would have done like a genuine ghost hunting type thing
1: me too because there's a there's a lot of shit you could have
0: done you could
1: have you could have done fake like shadow puppet things or like i don't know
0: there's just it was just stupid but- well it just makes me uncomfortable because it's the same like i said like the same deal as the room service phone call oh, yeah, 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 yeah. last week yeah i you have to know, like we as viewers have to know that Tasha and Easy both know that that's not real. So you might be scared. It might be like an adrenaline rush in the moment. Like we know that Halloween haunted houses and like hayrides aren't real, but they still can get like spooky if you're scared of that type of shit. But it just makes me question the authenticity. We all we already know it's not authentic disclaimer, but like it makes you question the authenticity of everything because like that's clearly a played up reaction. Yeah. And we, it's it's obvious they were it's spring, not even like yeah. subtle anymore. It was just ugh, it was embarrassing
1: all the way around. Like literally, wholly, fully, completely. Okay, so now to get through this fucking bullshit date, they <laughs> just talk about oh, we're gonna conquer our fears together. Oh, Easy's like, uh, yeah, whatever. Uh I like you. Uh-huh. I like doing this shit with you, whatever. They're screaming over nothing. Um, God, what the fuck else? It's so bullshit. Then they go to dinner and literally, um their fake dinner and all that happens is that she he wants to go all in and he says that he's falling in love with her she does a large gulp and that you can hear you can hear the gulp in the audio and like <laughs> i i i noticed, like i love when they do that it was so funny but she was not even subtle about it and so then uh he literally she just immediately was like nope this number you don't get the rose you deserve someone who will love you all the way blah blah blah. you're great i don't care i, ch- I tuned out because we called it we said i t- I, t- I said to olivia when this happened i timestamped our messages at 20 minutes before this date we said we didn't think easy was gonna make it
0: 20 minutes oh yeah i was like the yeah, whole I group thought That this was intentional to give him like a semi-graceful exit which is more than he deserves in my opinion agreed um Allegedly. So, right. But, mm-hmm.
1: but, uh, so yeah, and then he's gone. And, but my favorite thing, the funniest part was to me was why they put this man in a car to what? Drive around the resort? <laughs> they just needed the, 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 the emotional car exit.
0: <laughs> is he the
1: first one?
0: No. I, I think he, I mean, technically, no, for Tayshia, but like when they kick they kicked Brandon off. Claire was like kicking people off on a whim willy nilly, oh, remember? He wasn't.
1: Kicking them off, they weren't having car interviews. They were all kicked off and interviewed right after their dates, standing up. I know I that's true. They did go I, off in cars. But we I haven't don't seen think, any car I interviews, any car exit until this exact moment. And I'm wondering, like, wow. Anyway, uh, all right, and now. Where, oh yeah, all the men were like, oh, we didn't see it coming. And yeah, because this is when... Well, we did. Yeah, literally. Well, it's funny. I think they do this all the time, this show, where they send somebody on a one-on-one date that the men assume is so solidly safe. And then they take his suitcase away dramatically. And all the men are like, oh my God, they were so winning. Because they have to to scare the men into thinking that anybody could go.
0: But it's also like the men don't ever see... Like, you will never see my one-on-one time with The Bachelor. All you have is my word. And, of course, I'm going to sit there and say, no, we have such a connection. Yeah. Like, oh, and then
1: (laughs) when he was walking out with Taysha, he said, wow, is this real? And she says, yeah, it is. And he goes, are you sure? And she goes, yes, I'm sure. You don't understand consent. Wow, amazing how someone who has sexual assault allegations can't hear no and be like okay woo! all right so now we're on to bennett and they are on their two-on-one which is a a surprise two-on-one this isn't even a sanctioned normal in the dates like because usually the way a two-on-one works is that they are gonna have they have the group date announced and like yeah, they have the group date announced, then they have a one-on-one announced, and then there's two people left, and they know they're getting the two-on-one, and they have to sit with each other the whole time, and their br- drama
0: stews while everybody else is out on their dates. But this time, it was well, a – you know this was like in- completely intentional because they didn't want to have to set up a whole-ass date. They're running out yes. of ideas. Yeah,
1: I – Completely agree. And what are you gonna do? Two on one <laughs> dates are also useless as far as like all you do all they do on a two-on-one is take you to a dramatic looking
0: place. Like I'm thinking about um Taylor and Corinne when they left her on the island. Swamp! Yes, or the and the or it was, the swampy. Yeah, 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 yeah. was- well that's what's like so interesting about so this is where I start really thinking about Bennett and how much I would love to speak to a professional about like their opinion on his behavior and his antics that were shown because at this point, like I don't care how confident you are. You're being ambushed with a two on one. So you have to know deep down on some level that this is not a date. It's an execution. And also that you are not an innocent party. If
1: you are on the two on one, like that's the whole fucking point is that the two on one is that both people are wrong. Who's going to convince the bachelorette that they're the least wrong. That's like every fucking two on one category.
0: So that's what we said last week. Like, if you qualify for the two on one, you are never going to win because you, you can only qualify for the two on one if you are a problem.
1: And the only way you win is yeah, you get a rose, but usually you're home. You're going home in the next one or two weeks. You might be able to skirt by one week later just because someone else is more dramatic than you that week. But like, you
0: are not. Make eligibility is a death sentence and period. also doesn't matter lie. how you come out of it not
1: gonna lie bennett out here out here on his instagram following at bennett for bachelor bennett you're on a two-on-one you will literally never be on the bachelor because even nick Bial the bachelor franchise's biggest like male male villain that got lead roles because obviously there are like luke p Chad, there are worse male villains, but like the the men who got, because Nick got his redemption arc, right? He got to be the the bachelor, but he didn't, he never ended up on a two-on-one. He was, he was the, the runner up twice. There's no way a bachelor will come from a two-on-one date. Like Bennett, bye buddy. You will, you will be forever known as this rich asshole who started off with endless love and then your fucking fame your your impression on people devolved like it's it's actually wild to think
0: about i can't i have to skip through his stories now because they infuriate me he is so much
1: so, but let's see, let's see, let's find out what some of his quotes, his uh, fun little quotes. This is, okay, so Noah's Scorpio started showing in the pre-date part where they're talking about the date, but they're not on it yet. Noah says um, that Bennett is, uh, or uh, Bennett is just being all confident bullshitty, but then Noah is saying that Bennett is a slick guy, he's smart, there's no room for error for me with this guy. Like date, and this is where I was like, "Ooh, this is a Scorpio pep talk, like for the mirror." You know what I mean? This is what Scorpios say to themselves: "There's no room for error. <laughs> they, you know, your you know your enemy. He's slick. He's smart. No room for error. I got
0: this." Like, <laughs> but well, what's so interesting too is that we uh, we get cut to a talking head of Ed. And Ed is confirming everything that Noah has said. I must have been checking out because I literally don't even remember
1: Ed. Like I said in the beginning, I don't even remember, remember Ed being in this fucking episode. So please tell me what
0: Ed said. I
1: think I was freaking I mean, out. like,
0: Ed just basically confirms that, like, yeah, like, Bennett, the same type of shit. Like, yeah, Bennett talks to, to everybody. Like, he talks down to Noah a lot. Like, confirming the fact that he, Be- Bennett is not innocent. Like, he is a shit stirrer. And if Ed is saying that Bennett is a shitster and that they've been, like, weird sidekicks, you know, like Batman and Robin or whoever. Yeah. um, You know that means something. Yep. Especially with the deny, 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 deflect, deflect, deflect strategy that Bennett has um, fallen into.
1: So now let's talk about – the gift because this date is fascinating because they put these two men together but they don't bring Tasha in like so there was there was about 12 minutes of the episode left when the date started or the whatever date you know two on one moment and we got 2 minutes total of Tasha and everything else was just Noah and Bennett and Bennett comes out with this gift
0: And so I will say that I made a note very specifically in my notes. I have a sentence that I wrote while Bennett was carefully placing the tissue paper into this pre-wrapped box. And I literally was like, Bennett is packing a gift question mark. Oh, so you're like a manipulator manipulator. Mm -hmm. Cause I initially thought that he was packing the gift for Tasha, And I was like, I know you now, now that I see you packing a gift, thinking that you're going to leave. And I like thought that it was for her like a weird like under the table bribe. Yep. Um I was like, oh, okay, Bennett." Like I know ex- I I And he okay. even admits it
1: later when he walks in with it and she's he's like, "Oh, is that for Tasha?" He goes, "No, it's actually for you, Noah." And I, that, when he said that, my brain was like, "Oh,
0: my god." Like so th- That's what I mean. Like this was just like staggering red flags. Like this at is- first you think like oh, it's a red flag because it's this. And you're like, oh, no, it's a red flag because it's worse. And then it keeps getting worse and worse and worse and worse. Everything is horrible.
1: I just also need you to know that this, like, I know I've been saying it over and over about Bennett, but this is possibly the most – I wish I could, like, we should just – I feel like I could audio compile every episode I say this, but this is the most – cancer stellium thing that this man has done this gift situation there's a quote that he says i'm not trying to beliti- belittle you i'm trying to love you up that's i is straight up that is literally the worst of the worst side of cancers is that because they're like I'm not trying to tell you how awful you are, but I'm trying to love you and smother you with my love so that you, but he's doing it in a weird way. I actually feel like he's probably a Virgo rising. That's my guess on Bennett. Um, the way he, he presents himself an accent is very calculated and critical. Like I'm getting very Virgo rising vibe, but also then he would be ruled by his cancer. Marguerite. No, I don't know if I like that. What's his Mars Bennett, oh, Miso is holding my paw. Oh, thank you, Miso. He's struck his little paws out for me. Okay, Bennett. Oh. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. There is only one option. He is either a he is. Okay. No, I guess there's a couple options, but he is Happy birthday. Oh hee-hee. it's my birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I was born at 6 p.m. though, so it's like
0: – Yes, happy, absolutely happy birthday to you. Um, Speaking of – actually, no, fuck. I'm going to have to cut this out. So someone that I know that I cannot disclose for privacy purposes has a common connection with Bennett.
1: Oh.
0: Like a – Someone that I know – Legit common connection? Knows Bennett's boss. Oh. And it turns out that while Bennett's placard says that he works in wealth management, Bennett works for a wealth management company in their HR department. Do you not Um, love that?
1: That's that's kind of that's beautiful. That's beautiful. I think he's a Scorpio rising. That's like my now my thought because he has a Scorpio Mars and Scorpio Saturn and like this is screaming like the fact that he is playing up the age constantly Saturn in the first house. Either that or he's ruled by his Jupiter and Capricorn but I don't see him as a Sagittarius or a Pisces rising. Maybe Pisces but not really. His eyes are too itty bitty beady
0: small. He gives me Scorpio. That that stare, the darkness, the like – that's very Scorpio. It's so funny that you say that because this is the moment where I got that from when I said I compared him to a shark because I literally wrote like during this conversation yeah. they had like he does during this conversation with Noah when he's like starting to actually fight and like get aggressive and insult him but like kind of sort of subtly like trying to do it under the radar. Uh uh-huh. huh. He- his eyes like. His eyes just glaze over. Like they just turn pitch black to me. And like you said, like no light is reflecting off of them. Like they are just black, beady little eyes. Yeah. And then this is when he says gotta be it. This is when he says that like he's not trying to be an asshole. He's just trying to like love him up. And all I could think of is like you're on a show where someone is trying to find their husband and like the future father of their children. And I'm gonna tell you straight up I don't care about anything else that Bennett has to offer if that's if that is the future like if, nope. if if that's his idea of loving someone up, I would never want him to be the father of my children. That's literally disgusting because so the gift he opens. So first of all, he explains the oh gift as
1: a gift for you. And then Noah kind of reaches for it and he's like, oh well I was gonna, you know, I'm gonna maybe I'll open maybe I can open it up and give it to you. Or do you oh do you do you want to open it? I mean that is how a gift works. But then he's like, nah, you 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 can explain it. And he sits back and down and Well, because he knew that he
0: had to explain it. There was no context none of that shit would have made sense.
1: I actually wish though Noah would have been like, no, man, I want to open it. It's my gift. (laughs) That would have been actually – that would have been better in my opinion. Power move. I I think there must be something in Noah's chart. I wonder what his rising is, but there must be something about Noah that has him very meek because he is not – he's a little – honestly, Noah's a little bit all talk as far as like – his huffing puffing earlier in the beginning remember um
0: he is a twin and i think he's a younger twin intriguing
1: so but i'm enjoying it but this gift is a red bandana for no blood lost or and because you're gonna go back to oklahoma they also and have like some whatever. weird cowboy yeah, connection who fucking cares
0: then Noah just posted a picture of him wearing oh said God, bandana. Stop. So I think <laughs> oh my God, that they're I'm going to cool. go look.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. Um. Even though I don't want to follow Noah because I think he's pretty Trumpy, but who cares? I'm not going oh, to follow, follow him. Oh, don't, don't follow him. No. Isn't herb? His last name is literally herb. It's on his story. Oh yeah. I was going to say it's not on his Instagram. Oh my God. He's literally on a cow farm.
0: No. Yeah. It's on his story. Oh um, my God. He says third he's picture, like really and he ats. He
1: mentions Bennett and it's talking about how how he's a snack, you know, an appetizer before the main course. And it's so funny because, like, calling someone a snack, he's like, I think I'm flattered. <laughs> that's so good. Yeah, wow, bandana coming in clutch. Oh, my God. I love it. Wow, honestly, that's a great social move. A plus, A plus, plus, plus on that one. But but he is still a little bit, like, this was premeditated like, this, the social part That's after he's been thinking about it forever. No, we're not cutting him any slack. But Bennett is the one who sits there and is like, yeah, let me pull out this bandana. Then let me pull out my mustache socks that I was wearing. I I was wearing when you arrived. Uh, They've been washed. But just to remind you that because the bandana is the only thing, because he's so smart. He literally, not smart. It's like evil smart. Okay. This is super villain smart. Okay. Bennett, the first thing he pulls out the bandana is a vaguely nice thing. Like, okay. Talking about your life in Oklahoma and no blood lost or whatever, like no hard feelings. That's like a generally nice thing, but with some shade. Right. And then the second level is here is this mustache socks, which are mine because you need something from me a distinguished man and then you need to the last thing he says is the zinger of to remind you that a mustache doesn't belong on your face and only on these socks
0: like
1: i felt a shiver you know what i mean this shit was literally so cold so and then the last book or the last moment which I would like to just give a shout out to Taylor Nolan from Nick Biles season. Uh, from the first the 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 originator of the emotional intelligence conversation against her and Corinne which led to their two-on-one literally this show just mm, it just keeps it just keeps giving it turns over the stuff you watch it enough you're just deep into it and I just with the second that happened I was like oh my god I wonder if Taylor is freaking out actually I should look at Taylor Taylor would be hilarious if she posted something about that but Cause she had her Bachelor in Paradise intro was her hiding behind a book about emotional intelligence.
0: I wonder if it's the same book. I wonder. Oh my god! I'd be th- okay. We have to. I
1: have to rewatch, or you can. Someone we will have to rewatch and find the book. I would love that. Would be perfect social content back to back. Okay, I'll find it. Um, I got it. Cause he does briefly, I think, flash the cover barely, and she has the cover of her book. Either way, those two next to each other would be Mwah. Um, but so the bad book about emotional intelligence about how he has none, and these are the four qualities of emotional intelligence, and you are lacking
0: <gasps> in all four. Wait stop. a minute! Oh no, what? Okay, what? So, um, I went to Taylor's Instagram and she didn't post anything on her grid, but I went to her stories, and two hours ago, so after the the first airing of the East Coast was over at like ten oh seven, she posted she's a LA picture later. of her. but we the east coast it was finished so people had been watching it and it was like i was gonna skip watching this week but based on the number of tags that i'm getting right now it seems like i really need to watch tonight's episode of the bachelorette
1: yes
0: (laughs) and then she put up a poll and she literally attached a poll to it so i'm I'm gonna answer the poll and see what the percentages are yes wait where is it hang on 84 percent are people are saying that yes taylor nolan needs to watch tonight's episode of the bachelorette
1: yeah! Wow. Wait. No. Hang on. I'm. I don't see it. Not it's. Right it's there. in there. She posted a lot of stuff. This I month. know. I'm literally sk- tapping through. Oh, I see it. Y- yes. Oh my
0: god, that's amazing. And I'm sure for that exact reason that you brought up, because like she is yes. the originator of the I mean, Bachelor Nation emotional intelligence like, discussion.
1: She it used to be in her. It, it 100% used to be in her bio. I'm sure. But anyway, so that was hilarious. I mean, hilariously evil. And he basically is just telling him this is this this third present. The third level was just full drag. Um, And I said that his cancer is jumping and that this is the worst
0: thing that I have ever seen. (laughs) I literally wrote. I'm like, okay, so my next um, note started after Taysha walks in. Oh wow! Well, I have a
1: lot of notes before that.
0: I go okay. Okay, I, so go ahead. I
1: so so his um, he, Noah mentions that he must be intimidating if he's like, oh, if you're threatened by me, I'm and I'm 25, and you're so threatened by my connection with Tasha. And honestly, I think it is smart that Noah keeps turning it back to the connection with Tasha and not some weird age off, which is what Bennett's doing. And then I kind of am annoyed that I didn't get the lead in the full exact quote lead into this, but Bennett says. I am fully aware of everything that I am.
0: Oh my God. I remember this because this is what I was going to put on the story when I put the picture of him as Patrick Bateman. And I'm, I was going to be oh like, yeah, it now we are too. That's actually so, that's such a good caption for that. But I couldn't, I couldn't like figure out how to word it. But you yeah, know, I remember. All you have
1: to do that. is put that quote as the caption. As him saying, like, I am fully aware, oh, literally, oh my God. But anyway, okay, I'm with you though. I'm with you. All right. <laughs> but they keep fighting. Yeah, I'm literally, they just fight forever. And then, yeah, now, wait, so what was your last note before? Because I was just like, they keep fighting and it's so fucking cringy after that quote. Because that quote sent me. I was like, wow, Bennett. Because this is, he got, he, this is, he was getting cocky and he essentially is, he's the expert gaslighter in
0: explaining around everything. That's, I wrote in all capital, I wrote in all capital. Like, so, so, They're arguing and it's going on and on. And it's pretty much the same conversation that they've been having. Yeah. Bennett is putting down Noah and then he's telling Noah that he's not putting Noah down, but then he's putting Noah down and then claiming that he's not like typical gaslighter shit. And Noah isn't getting Um,
1: in many words, or at least we're not seeing many words like, The producers are not giving us words from Noah, so
0: even yeah, we're not seeing an equal conversation. This is very one-sided, and this
1: also the way that Noah. So it's actually so funny the way that Noah looks while Bennett is speaking to him reminds me of how I look when my mom is going off at me about uh, literally is gaslighting me, which happens all the time. Um, But like, it's so fun. Like when any when you're sitting there and being gaslit and you can see it and you know and you're not actually falling into it because. I think at this point, Noah is very clear. Like, okay, this guy's just literally trying to fuck with me. And he's sitting there kind of glazed eyed, but it's kind of like, yeah, I was all right, exactly you buddy, you over. done
0: buddy. Like I'm waiting for him to be like, y- y- you good. Was that? Well, he even says, he's like, are you going to let me talk when you're done with this? Like I'll listen yeah. if you're going to let me respond. Yeah. Because Bennett, I think as again, because Bennett knows he's like, I have to fill
1: words with drama for screen time to keep my face on this. No matter what, he wants to win the post game as far as like he wants to win the fans.
0: Well, it's also an arguing tactic yeah. when you're like super immature and you don't have a leg to stand on because it's like if I keep applying the pressure, eventually you'll either give up or you'll get exhausted. Yeah, right. Exactly. But as long as I keep talking and as long as I keep like pushing you down, you'll stay down and I'll have the upper hand as long as he's fucking filibustering. Yes,
1: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) <laughs> and so then Tasha comes in, and this is when I said Tasha comes in with two minutes left. I feel like it's like a like we're on Chopped or it's a football game or something. Which we're, again, we're about to hit, again. Like, hit a game. A merry buzzer. Yeah, beater. literally, we are we are rolling through, and I was wondering how fast we
0: were going to go. And well, when I saw her walk in, all I was hoping I was just like, please God, let her have been watching. Oh my like, god, this has been, been It's so weird. Just sit her in. We've a been corner. getting a lot of. But it's like because of the way that this is being filmed, this is obviously not a normal season and they've had to adapt to being at La Quinta and all of this shit. We're getting less like actual show type footage and we're getting more like cameras in the walls, big Big brother type footage. Yeah. So it wouldn't shock me if she was just like over under the tent where all the people are watching the screens or like where the yeah, audio yeah, guys are yeah. and she was watching them talk. Like, like it wouldn't yeah. have shocked me if it was a setup. Um, Obviously, that wasn't the case, or at least she didn't bring it up if it was.
1: I feel like if Um, Bachelor actually leaned into the fact that their producers are part of the show, then this would be
0: a much better reality show. But, but there would also never be any going back. Yep, I know a guy, but I digress. So, but and this, I just think they're not willing to commit to that. Yeah.
1: But anyway, but this part of the day is when, so she says, Noah basically says all of the comments that Bennett has been saying about him and he met, he fumbles with it. And like, he fumbled the number of the percentage. He said a hundred and not zero, which, you know, it like, and he fumbled like, he had, like small details that didn't matter, but Bennett Bennett corrects everything he says. No, I actually said this. I actually said this. And it's so funny because he, I'm just like, buddy, you're digging yourself into this hole. You correcting yourself does not make you
0: look better. <laughs> no, I, so I, this is when I started saying, like, he said that, um, he, he, like, literally said in front of Tasha, like, Noah's not gonna end up with Taysha. like all of this shit he's basically like making decisions yeah, yeah. for her in yep. front of her or like predicting her future in front of her as if she has no say which is why I completely understand when Taysha comes out and says like you are questioning my integrity whether you yep. you clearly don't realize that you are no matter how much he said it to you um but I, I mean, I agree. I don't think that Noah is gonna end up with Tasha, wow. but like I hope that Bennett is the one that but leaves from this like weird little two on one.
1: Yeah, but you don't that's the thing though too about Noah is like, yeah, you know he's not gonna win with Tasha, but he he is an important piece
0: of this game. Mm. well he also just like who is Bennett to say that like who is anyone other than Tasha to say that
1: uh, yeah and like you just got to go with the flow you can't and you can't you can't show that someone like Bennett or or not Bennett someone like or someone like Noah is getting to you it's the the it's the rule and so
0: he well, so Watches it. I-, I wrote that like, it's awkward as fuck when um, Tasha sits down and Tasha's like, you know, this petty bullshit, whatever. This is before she makes the high school, like pe- yeah. the high school boys comment. But when she first inserts herself into their conversation, Bennett is sitting there behind her, like nodding, like, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. And all I'm thinking is like, this is how obvious it is to me that he has no self-awareness because I cannot fathom anyone let alone someone as bright and as aware of as taisha watching this footage back and being like yep that's the that's the grown-ass man that i want to spend the rest of my life with Yeah, i cannot imagine her watching his behavior and being like my king
1: yeah no i really think that uh i think that bennett has sealed his his deal as subtle villain you know, like the the the, the sleeper villain who was—it's funny because who <laughs> the sleeper villain who went up against one other person already and won because Chasen wasn't smart enough to go up against Bennett and Bennett, I think, was playing this purposefully. And if Bennett were to stay, I bet he would pick a new, quote unquote, dumb like you would probably pick someone like Ed, you know what I mean? Like just someone who doesn't seem to be bright whatever in Bennett's eyes and choose that one. Well, it's not even because I think that so that's the way because that I, I think I mean, he's been he's been steady doing this the whole time.
0: Well, what I was going to say is I think that he just kind of fucked up in his tactics because in theory oh, well, when Vince he went up against fumble. Jason, well, I was going to say it In theory, when he went up against Chasen, he didn't go up against Chasen. He stoked the fire between Ed and Chasen. He used a pawn. I think that Bennett is not capable of this one-on-one interaction. Like, in his head he is, which is why he's doing it with such conviction. But I don't think he's as smart in, like, the face-to-face, man, like, mano-a-mano argument. And he needs to manipulate somebody else to do the dirty work for him. Yeah.
1: Yep. And it's...
0: It's not slick anymore And this is another moment when I wrote That he's such an insane gaslighter in all caps Because it kept Even though we came to the realization earlier on It kept shocking me just how aggressive His gaslighting is Because like, not only is it obvious period Based on what you're saying But are you forgetting that you are on camera yes! All the time God, Exactly I'm like Bennett Hello look around Every single thing you're
1: doing is being recorded You are literally going to get shown your ass out fucking hardcore and you are no no this is that's the problem with people gaslighting on these shows you don't think that gaslighting is going to be so fucking apparent the, the only the only person who was the master gaslighter and I will say master because he finished the show as the gaslighter and only was revealed after Jed with Hannah <laughs> yeah and he because he made it he won her but he had a girlfriend the whole time. He had the whole thing with the guitar, all the X, the song, everything. And continued to gaslight her or attempts to gaslight her. And poor Hannah is vaguely susceptible. Um, But continued to gaslight her, trying to convince her that she wasn't cheating on her after the show. Like, it's like he, anyway, (sighs) God damn. So I can't believe this episode ended like with her being like, so wait, what's in the box?
0: Like I can't wait.
1: I'm thrilled by this, knowing that
0: it's a wrap. He's fucked, done. Bennett fucked it up. Like he fucked it up. He's gonna have to explain this gift, and it's obviously not a peace offering I to anyone with half wait a brain. To see what he explains the gift as to Tasha versus what he I explained it as to Noah. Believe. It wouldn't even matter unless she sends them both home. There's no way Bennett's not going home because it's clearly not a peace offering. and he was able to like attempt to pitch it because he felt like he had the upper hand and it was just him and Noah. But you can see he gets flustered when is sitting there. That's why he gets like defensive and kind of mixes his shit up. Yep. But it's gonna be so painfully obvious, Shannon, that this is like a misguided attempt to appear to be the bigger person. Literally
1: horrible. It's literally horrible, and Bennett is so fucked. And it's absolutely gonna be uh,
0: wild to watch. And we're gonna get it immediately. It's gonna it's gonna happen immediately. My prediction is that she's he's gonna start explaining and he's gonna be like fumbling and finding like he's not gonna be able to find a good way to explain it and then Tasha's gonna stop him midway through his speech and be like that's it, yeah. Are you crazy? No. And then send him home.
1: And I yeah yeah and I and I think that Bennett is gonna be he's gonna just be like I can't I'm so surprised that I'm going home like I Tasha and I had such a connect like I. I don't know, but it I was is just looking out for her. Wild to me to think that this happens this way. We loved him, and now we hate him. But also, so does the whole internet. He was again. He's an expert gaslighter. So, bravo to Bennett on being the insane supervillain. And
0: uh, good for him.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, and now we get the preview for next week, which is. Uh, looks pretty fucking psychotic, honestly, which it's like a lie detector test date, which seems like it might reveal that Zach might have cheated. And then Brendan is shown freaking out and crying over like a proposal timeline. Riley is also crying about something very dramatic and I missed kind of what it was. Um, but yeah, I guess we're going to get a lot of dudes crying next week,
0: but it's, uh, is lit? See, it's really an emotional roller coaster. This season is not giving us any downtime to just like chill and absorb.
1: Yeah, well, because they had to fit all of Tasha season into however fucking long, you know.
0: Loved this episode. Loved it. Loved it so much. Can't wait for next
1: week. Yeah, it's gonna be fucking great. And you know, what I, I, what I also cannot wait for is what Bachelor to go back onto fucking Mondays. Anyway, all right. Yeah. All right. Well, love ya. Love this bachelor
0: world. Yeah. And we will be back next week.
1: <laughs> yes. Ugh, okay.
0: Bye. Bye. <laughs>